And we're at a time where you don't just have to take my word for it as a scientist. You can explore the data and you can see how many galaxies are in the universe and you can make these measurements and check that we did it right. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm definitely saying it's possible. So the caveat here is don't take our word for it. Test yourselves. Test your different prices to find the optimal point for increased conversion and incremental revenue in your different markets. Uh, now, um, I went to a, an art exhibition in the castle in uh, Ljubljana in Slovenia a year or two ago, and there was this program, um, and uh, I, I kept it, and it's just amazing. Now, you can see there, there are two pages of text. Uh, don't worry, I'm not going to read out the whole thing, but um, you're just going to have to take my word for it that it's all like this. I'm just going to read just this bit here, just a couple of paragraphs. <laughs> G'day you mob and welcome to Aussie English. I am your host Pete and my objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to sound like a fair dinkum Aussie or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy Aussie English. Let's go. Alrighty guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Aussie English Podcast, the number one place for anyone and everyone wanting to wrap their heads around Australian English. I'm your host Pete and this is the new office. Um, as you can probably tell, I'm still sort of getting things set up. I have this bare space behind me that I'm still not sure if I like or not. Um, but yeah, we're in the new house. We are in the new house. I also bought some uh, new t-shirts the other day, and this is sort of a funny story, and I just noticed how big it looks on the screen, right? I think the um, the idea is that the line should be about halfway down your shoulder, like this part. <laughs> anyway, the reason I bought these big shirts is like extra large is because I like this, um, this brand, this make, but they keep shrinking. They keep shrinking, shrinking. They keep shrinking in the- um, in the dryer. And the simple answer to that would be don't put them through the dryer, but we have small children and there are only so many hours in a day and laundry is just not the most important thing. Anyway, <laughs> sort of- sort of rabbiting on here, but welcome to this episode, guys. This is another expression episode. Don't forget, if you want access to all of the transcripts for these episodes, if you want to watch the video lesson for this episode, if you want to use the premium podcast player, then make sure that you sign up Sign up for either the premium podcast membership or the academy membership. Obviously, the academy doors are probably closed as this episode airs. You'll just have to wait for those to open again. But the academy includes the premium podcast if you decide to sign up for that. Also, don't forget, if you are listening to this for free, and if you're not listening to it for free, there is a free worksheet. Although- Confusingly, the free worksheet is actually part of the main transcript worksheet that is given to users, okay, to, to members of the premium podcast. Far out. Talk about making this intro as confusing as possible. Anyway, let's just get into the episode, okay? We'll leave the jargon and the, um, the spiel aside. So, to begin with, I have a joke, right? I have a joke for you and um, it's a bit of a dad joke. They all tend to be. They all tend to be pretty bad jokes. Okay. So, here's the joke. Why should you never date an apostrophe, right? An apostrophe is that little mark that is at the top of letters. So, 
I guess he would use it for contractions of like is onto it, right? It's, it is, that is an apostrophe. A comma is the one at the bottom, a comma, right? So, the joke, why should you never date an apostrophe? <sighs> you ready? Because they can be possessive. <laughs> All right, I'll explain it. So, we use an apostrophe in English to show possession. Apostrophe S, right? That's Pete's dog. That is Kel's daughter. That is, um, I don't know, Jeff's best friend. Ironically, we don't use it with the word it. And if it is its possessive, there's no apostrophe. If it is the contraction of it is, there is an apostrophe. I don't know why that's the case. And this is something, this is the bane of all young English speakers' existences when they are at high school probably primary school as well. It is always misspelling it's and it is. Anyway, possessive. If someone can be possessive, it is that they don't want you to be with other people, to talk to other people. They are very controlling of you. Maybe they're very jealous. So, if you date someone who is very possessive, they may not like you going out on your own, you know, seeing friends without them, or they may want you home all the time or under their control, right? They're a possessive kind of person, like they own you. They want to control you. So, that's the joke. An apostrophe can be possessive. So, today's expression, to take someone's word for it. To take someone's word for it. This is a good one. You can use this in all dialects of English. It is not just specifically Australian. Take my word for it. <laughs> Before we get into the meaning of the expression, though, let's break down the different words in the expression. So, to take. If you take something, this is to receive or to accept something in this, in this example. Take is one of those verbs in English that can have many different meanings. In this instance, if you take someone's word for something, you are receiving their word. You're accepting their word. Okay? And we'll get into the meaning of that shortly. Someone. I am sure that you will know what someone means. It's an unknown or it's an unspecified person. Someone, you know, oh, I saw someone today. Could be that you don't know the person. I didn't know that guy's name. You know, he was just someone I met. Or it may be that you don't want to tell the person you're talking to who that person was. Oh, it was just someone, you know, none of your business, none of your beeswax. It was just someone. Someone's word. Now, word in this sense isn't the- it doesn't mean like a word, right, made up of letters. If someone has- a word, right, the possessive here, someone's word, my word, your word, it is someone's account or version of events. So, um, yeah, it's, it's what that person says about something, sort of reporting what's happened. But it can also be used to mean a promise, an assurance. So, you may hear quite often, I give you my word, right, or I, I have his word. And that means you have that person's promise or that you promise to do something. I give you my word. I will be there on time. I promise you I'll be there on time. Now, for it, this is sort of easiest to understand in context of the entire expression's meaning, right? It can be whatever the thing is that you are referring to when you say, um, take my word for it. So, uh, to sort of explain what the expression means- Entirely, it is to believe what someone is telling you is true, right? It's to believe that what I am telling you right now, what I'm saying, what I'm reporting is true. I want you to take my word for it, it being the thing that I'm telling you, okay? And that can be obviously 
anything, which is why we use the pronoun it. But it can also be to accept what someone is saying without further verifying or investigating. So, it isn't just believe me, but it's kind of also you don't need to go away and investigate further. So, take my word for it. So, believe me, but also don't go away and verify independently. Just, just take my word for it. Just believe me. So, as usual, let's go through some examples of how I would use the expression, take my word for it, take his word for it, take her word for it. So, number one, at the moment, as I'm sure you'll know, I'm really into whiskey. I love getting together with my folks and having a dram. And a dram is, I don't have one here. It is one of those small glasses when you have sort of a slither of whiskey in there. Just it's less than a shot of whiskey, less than 30 mils of whiskey, just enough to kind of sample and sip on. That is a dram. Okay. I think it's a Scottish word, a dram. So, I love getting together with my folks, particularly my dad and having a dram or three. We usually do this after we've had dinner, you know, with my wife, with my mum, with Noah, we'll get takeaway food. And then after the fact, after we've done it, dad and I might have a few whiskeys, have a few cheeky drams, drams, drams. And I always try and rope my mother into trying some of the whiskey as well, right? I always try and convince her to try this whiskey. Oh, you'll love it, mum, even though I know that she doesn't like whiskey. And she pretty much always says, you know, I'll pass, I'll pass. So, I'm always telling her, you know, try this whiskey. It's brilliant. It's so good. And she says, I'll just have to take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. Meaning, I'm just going to believe you. I don't need to verify, right? I'll just take your word for it. I don't need to try it. I just believe you. Okay? I accept what you're saying is true. Example number two, maybe you're driving through the city one day with a friend and they reckon that they spot someone famous walking down the street. You know, maybe they're like, oh, my God, that guy looks like uh, Keith Urban or, you know, he looks like um, the dude who the actor who is um, Wolverine. I should know his name. Um, Jackman, Jackman, Hugh Jackman. God damn it. <laughs> How un-Australian am I? Hugh Jackman, I, I just saw him walking down the street. You're obviously driving and concentrating on that. So, you, you don't have time to kind of stop and have a perv, have a look, have a squiz at the person walking down the street. So, you kind of just say, you know, oh, look, I'll take your word for it, right? I believe you. I'm just going to accept what you're saying is true. I, I mean, it may, may or may not be, but I'm just going to believe you. I'll take your word for it. Example number three. So, imagine that you're studying literature at university and you have to do a project on a famous writer like uh, Albert Camus, who is one of my famous writers, famous writers, one of my favourite famous writers, um, who is French. So, you can speak and you can read French, but your friends can't. You decide you want to read the original works in French whilst your friends in class have to read the English translations. And whilst doing so, you end up arguing about a certain part of the book, you know, that you're sort of reviewing and you say, well, I understand the French and it says something different. Your English version says something, you know, different. They're kind of contrasting. They're not the same thing. Um, and your friends just say, look, we're going to have to take your word for it. We don't speak French, we've got no idea. We'll just take your word for it, okay? We'll just believe what you're saying is true. We just accept what you're saying, okay? So, to sum up, to take someone's word for something or to take someone's word for it is to believe someone and what they are saying is true. And it is also to accept what they're saying without further investigating it, without verifying that it is true. It is just to, to believe it without checking. 
So, let's have a listen to these clips once again where this expression is being used and hopefully now you can make out the context in which this expression is being used and, and what it means, okay? And we're at a time where you don't just have to take my word for it as a scientist, you can explore the data and you can see how many galaxies are in the universe and you can make these measurements and check that we did it right. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm definitely saying it's possible. So, the caveat here is don't take our word for it, test yourselves. Test your different prices to find the optimal point for increased conversion and incremental revenue in your different market. Uh, now, um, I went to uh, an art exhibition in the castle in uh, Ljubljana in Slovenia a year or two ago, and there was this program, um, and uh, I kept it, and it's just amazing. Now, you can see there, there are two pages of text. Uh, don't worry, I'm not going to read out the whole thing, but... Um, you're just going to have to take my word for it that it's all like this. I'm just going to read just this bit here, just a couple of paragraphs. Great job, guys. Great job. Now, let's go through a listen and repeat exercise. So, I like to include these in each episode so that you can obviously practice your pronunciation. I always sort of liken pronunciation in any foreign language for anyone as sort of like going to the gym. You can't really stop practicing it. You have to keep doing it all the time, paying attention to it. You know, like going to the gym. If you want to be a fit person, you can't really just go for three months, for a year, for five years, and then just stop after that and you'll always be fit. You have to keep paying attention. You have to keep going and, um, you know, focusing on these things specifically. All right. So, listen and repeat after me. Two. To take. To take someone's. To take someone's word. To take someone's word for. To take someone's word for it. 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 Good work. Before we finish off this exercise, I noticed that I said the first version of that full expression, to take someone's word for it. You can do it that way where you reduce both the for and the it at the end of that phrase. So, those words, the for being a- um, uh, preposition and it obviously being a pronoun, both of those can be reduced and they get a schwa sound for it, for it, for it. But when just saying for it at the end of this phrase, I think it felt a bit more natural to just say it clearly. So, I said to take someone's word for it. Okay. So, pay attention there too to how I'm linking the R at the end of the word for to it. Remember, if you want to learn more Australian pronunciation to check out my Australian pronunciation course, you'll learn things like the linking R everything like that, go check it out. Let's continue with the exercise. I just took his word for it. You just took his word for it. He just took his word for it. She just took his word for it. We just took his word for it. They just took his word for it. 
It just took his word for it. All right. Good work, guys. There's quite a lot going on in there. Again, go check out the pronunciation course if you want to learn about this more deeply. But to sort of give you a few things here to think about what's happening to the T at the end of the word just and the front of the word took, right? I just took his word for it. The T at the end of the word just disappears because there's two T's next to one another. And we just say the one at the front of the word took at the front of the next syllable. I just took his word for it. The other one is that the H disappears in the word his, right? H deletion. This can happen in words when there is an H at the front of them and at the previous word there is a consonant. So, for example, took is, took is instead of took his, took his, took is. I just took his word for it. You just took his word for it. So, these are really great tips and tricks, you know, learn these kinds of spoken English patterns to really sound more like a native speaker if that's your goal. Obviously, it's going to help with sounding more Australian, but Brits, Americans, New Zealanders, you know, they all have their kind of different, slightly different connected speech rules. So, just pay attention to those in the future if that is your goal. So, to finish up, I wanted to read a poem by a famous Australian poet called Banjo Patterson. And the poem is Old Man Platypus. So, I thought that this kind of tied in with word being in the expression. There are many words in a poem, generally. And so, I thought, you know, this poem is absolutely awesome because it's about platypi. It's about a platypus. All right. So, here is Old Man Platypus. And I'll, I'll try and do this as best I can. Poetry tends to have a really good rhythm to it, so you kind of have to practice it. I haven't practiced this ahead of time, okay? Far from the trouble and toil of town, where the reed beds sweep and shiver, look at a fragment of velvet brown, old man platypus drifting down, drifting along the river. And he plays and dives in the river bends in a style that is most elusive. With few relations and fewer friends, for old man Platypus descends from a family most exclusive. He shares his burrow beneath the bank with his wife and son and daughter. At the roots of the reeds and the grasses rank, and the bubbles show where our hero sank to its entrance under water. Safe in their burrow below the falls, they live in a world of wonder, where no one visits and no one calls. They sleep like little brown billiard balls with their beaks tucked neatly under. And he talks in a deep, unfriendly growl as he goes on his journey lonely. For he's no relation to fish nor fowl, nor to bird nor beast, nor to horned owl. In fact, he's the one and only. So, there you go, guys. That was Old Man Platypus by Banjo Patterson recited as best I could do it. Probably should have practiced that ahead of time, but I hope you enjoy it. There's obviously a lot of interesting vocab in there and even even turns of phrase, um, you know, the way in which he's put words and phrases together, the grammar he's used. It's not necessarily what's used when naturally speaking, but I thought, you know, it's an interesting thing to listen to. Go learn those words. Go learn, you know, study this poem. And dive into Banjo Patterson. He is a very cool part of Australian history. Anyway, don't forget, guys, if you want to get access to the videos, the, the full transcripts, the premium podcast player, go and join up to the premium podcast membership or the academy membership at aussieenglish.com.au. And for everything else, 
go to the same place. I'm Pete. I hope you enjoy this episode and I'll see you next time.